Moo, and good evening, everybody. Welcome to Pinktron. I am Brent Robinson, and with me for today's show is Steph Etienne. Steph, what are you drinking? Well, I finished uh, race one, so I had my uh, recovery shake, and now I'm uh, back on the Trive Peak uh, IPA non-alcoholic beer. Very nice. And we also have Craig Martin. Craig, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Partake IPA non-alcoholic. Very good. Tastes pretty good, actually. Excellent. And we also have Chris Greenland. Chris, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a Miller Lite, not non-alcoholic, because I also did race one. Excellent. And barely we... alcoholic. Oh, you got barely you got alcoholic. Backup? What's the backup drink? Oh, multiple. I have. I found some coffee that I didn't finish from this morning. I've got some more water because Miller Lite's essentially water. Um, there's some Blantons on my desk, so I'm going to tuck into that here in a minute. Good. Yeah, we, we wouldn't want to disappoint the listeners with you only having one drink. That would just be off-brand. We also have Sean Fogenberg. Sean, what are you drinking? I'm also on the several drink train. I've got my uh, recovery shake, a gin and tonic, and a bottle of Siete Was Reposado that I'm still working on. That's the same one, huh? We've taken yeah. a while to get through to that, John. Yeah, you know, uh, variety is the spice of life. This is this is my this is my uh, Friday Pinktron drink. <laughs> very good, very good. And we have with us today making his Pinktron premiere, Doug McKee. Doug, what are you drinking? Well, first let me say this is totally surreal. Like after having you guys in my ears for so long and like talking back and nobody hears me, it's wild. You know, <laughs> thanks for having me. And um, I did. I brought a special drink. It's not special at all. It's what I drink after every race because I also did race one. Um, I call it my Canadian. I don't know dynamite recovery drink, and it is uh, whole milk with maple syrup. And um, the. I, should I add gin? Is that what I should add? <laughs> I thought maybe it was going to be rye, like a maple rye whiskey in there. Yeah, I would go more whiskey based than than a clear spirit in that with the maple syrup. I think that would play yeah. nicely. It are you uh, are you ice fishing right now, Doug? What are you big. What are you doing? Oh no my my basement is not heated. Okay, All so right. that's where I kind of live in the winter, and uh, it gets cold. So that I checks got, out. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. For those of us on the audio only version, which is everybody else but the six of us doug is wearing like a toque and winter coat and very very clearly <laughs> in a basement slash shed type area so that's why chris is very perplexed by his <laughs> asking i'm just concerned for your safety doug that's all that doesn't look like an ice fishing shack though <laughs> there's no fish right. i promise there's no uh... fish all right and i am drinking an olay fogarita i'm gonna call it it's basically like a mocktail margarita thing Nice. It's very. It, it tastes very margarita without the tequila bit. Like I don't know how they. It's got some agave and stuff in it, so I don't know how exactly they make the margarita taste without the tequila per se. But it's not for for what it is. It's pretty good. Because I am so, I am day thirty three on the wagon. I was gonna say so. We're dry January is over. Into February now. So that's dry. That's February. cool. Dry February, right? Can we? Should we have like a list going of like all the non elk spirit slash beer adjacent options 
like I think we've got a pretty good list going now. Yeah, that's a great Let, idea. Let's keep a running tally of that for our, our folks who are looking for maybe healthier, drier options. Uh, what what people can't uh, can't see is that while while Brent has not been drinking, he has been growing out a just terrible mustache. It is yeah. just the worst. Honestly, I played like when I'm Has biking, he... I don't notice it too. Yeah, fair, <laughs> very fair. When I'm biking, I don't notice it too much. But I played lacrosse with like my mask on on Wednesday, and I was like the whole time, like, what is this thing attached to my face? I got like, it's like there's boogers in it and like sweat. It's like dripping into my mouth. I'm like, oh, how does anyone play like this? I was just dying. Uh, so I, I don't know if any of you guys watch, uh, American football, but there was the, uh, there was a playoff game a couple weeks ago where, uh, Andy Reid, the coach of the chiefs, it was like minus 18 degrees or something. And he's just, he's just breathing and his mustache is just full of ice. I'm assuming that, uh, if you're, if you're doing anything outside in the, in the Canadian cold, you've got some of that going on. Yeah, I haven't. It hasn't been like that cold since I got it to like long enough that it would matter here. We've actually had a bit of a run of good weather the last couple of weeks, but um, yeah, for sure that that is a hundred percent the thing that would happen. It'd be like, does your wife have a thing to Burt Reynolds? Is that what was the most? <laughs> no, no. The the pitches that we're doing like ironic or funny family photos. So me and my brothers are all growing out mustaches. <laughs> Um, and we're all going to do this. So someday when those are available, I will share them. Um, <laughs> we also have to like go get like the full like Canadian tuxedo to go with it. Um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, good times. You know what else is a good time? Racing herd winter racing, and we've got four people who did race one shot. It's given at the maybe <laughs> four people who did race one this week on. Two village loop. Uh, who should we start? This, I guess, Craig, did you do it? I didn't even ask, but I no, so. <laughs> no, I I haven't been on my bike in some time. All right, let's start with uh, let's start with Doug. Doug, how did race one go? You know, I went in thinking I didn't know the route, but then I looked at the route and I said, Oh, flat 26 miles, this is gonna be great. I'm just gonna sit in. And then sprint at the end, and it so didn't go like that. Like it was filthy. It like, was brutal. <laughs> what the hell, man? It was the first <laughs> minute was super fast, and then I was then it like kind of calmed down a little bit, and then at minute three, from minute three to like minute fifteen, I was just dying, and then I just couldn't hold on anymore. So, so yes, was, I guess we should talk a little bit about the route, eh? So people can appreciate it's just it's, flat. Well, it's, it's downhill <laughs> start into the dirt, and then it's downhill to flat in the dirt, and then you do the right hand. Well, actually, you come off the dirt on a bit of a left hand turn onto pavement. I was choking that, the fake dirt. All the smoke, you couldn't see a thing. It was terrible. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then you and then you go on the pavement past the sprint point up into the village around the village and yeah. then you do another bit and then the, as soon as you turn right onto the climb you're into the climb in the dirt right yeah so instead of going uh so when you come out of that like the village onsen you uh you start going up and normally in most of the routes you take the left hand side up past the like fishing village uh up to the castle this one you take a right and you do the um the the little 
the little gravel it's not it's not a big climb but you do go up a little gravel climb um and it's that part that uh where halfway up it the the camera pans out and you go past that like little fishing hut and um beautiful it's one of the most beautiful uh spots in Zwift um but I don't think anybody is going to appreciate it uh I was having a really hard time with the fact that it panned out because I was really trying to hold the wheel right then yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh God, now like I just have to stare at the numbers on the on the screen on the right. <laughs> and now with uh so I, I've got the steering now and I was like trying to figure out if I'm even tucked <laughs> into a wheel and I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to like gauge by the, the size of my little guy. It's insane. I don't know. Am I the only one that still gets lost going around McCurry? I have no idea where the heck I'm going. You're, no Sean, idea. you're like, oh, yeah, if you hang a left here, you go to past the house and the village and all this stuff. I'm like, I have no clue where I am. Uh, I have just me. Just me. Part of cool. the person in front of me. There are definitely parts <laughs> where I know. So, like, that part of, of the area I know. But the that be, that start where you're going through the gravel, I didn't yeah. know where I was getting spat out. No freaking idea. None of it. Yes. Uh, I did some support. races way back on that did some of this weird bit because I raced Valley to Mountaintop on one of those weird um, two successive race things that Giant did way back. And th there was another one that I did that had that the other dirt section. So, yeah. It, it is. It does say in the Zwift Insider description that this is an uh, an infrequently used set of roads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's actually, a... as far as I can tell, it's the only. It, it might be the only route that actually does the outside bits of the uh, village onsen and then does a full. It, it's one of the couple of routes that does a full loop of the kind of castle village up at the top. And that um, gravel stack. And that gravel section at the beginning, I think no other yeah. route does that as well. So here's what I didn't understand about the route is we kept coming across other racers like yeah. zooming by or like catching up. Like it was like a big mishmash. Yeah. So because you do uh, a loops. loop, yeah. a loop and a half of the village onsen, and you do a loop of the uh the castle loop mm -hmm. so uh there were in both of those sections uh like I, I actually on the second lap just like was just behind chris's group as they came around yeah. the the for their second part of the village onsen as i was hitting the beginning of it and it was like oh if i had just gone you know a couple seconds faster up this climb i might have been able to catch on and uh distance the the rider that i had Put a couple seconds into on the climb right if uh, you're just like a minute or two behind you can catch like the group in front of you and they come but then mm -hmm. what you get you get like, off, like yeah they'll you peel like off a... yeah and you have to go around again yeah interesting but you could put some people under pressure there for sure yeah yep interesting yeah it was just filthy race one i made it 10 minutes with the front group. I made it through that first lap around the village. And then I just had to wave goodbye. Like Doug, you did a great job sticking in there. I made um, like two more minutes than you did. Yeah. My, yeah. so I, what Doug mentioned that like three or four minutes in, it started getting dumb again. Uh, 
that was when, so Stuart, Ever, Stuart Evans and I were just off the back. Actually, Brian O'Connor missed the group as well. Uh, we oh, were, Brian was in that race? I didn't even notice that. So, yeah, well, yeah, because because he he missed the group and like he was there he is yeah he was chasing uh as you guys pulled away but he i think he got he got caught right behind that push and he was ahead of us and we ended up chasing with the group chasing him and caught his group right at the top of the gravel climb but then they hit like they there were a couple of them and they pushed it three, eight to four, uh, like once we hit the the asphalt again and I was that, I was like, well, I guess bye because <laughs> I can't keep pushing here. Um, but yeah, like that just shows like the level that, that you had to be at and like how much attention you had to be paying to have some of these, some of the people that were down in the twenties were strong riders. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, tough, tough race. Uh, Once I got I dropped from the front group, there was a, I was in a group of three and the one guy did just did all the work. I kept thinking, well, maybe we would fade back to Chris's group, but no, this guy just sat at the front and just gr grinded away. And then, I just thought that it must be that he just didn't have a sprint and he was just trying to like ride us off his wheel, which he almost did. <laughs> and he didn't have a sprint at the end, but it was just a very strange strategy. Yeah. That gap kept growing out between uh, your group. To ours. One yeah, guy who just did it all the work. Huh. It was fine. Steph, when you were... guys only finished what? 15. Yeah. 15 to 20 seconds. You're three finished 15 to 20 seconds back from Dan Manello. Like that's yeah. Uh, he got he got dropped from the front group though, and then he was just taking it easy. He was just oh yeah, back. but yeah, it's a uh, you're not far off some pretty good riders there. No, but he was doing like two watts per kilogram for like the last five ten minutes of the race. So he's probably doing race so, two again here. That would that would be a very <laughs> damn Manalo move, wouldn't it? <laughs> and come in like sixth. <laughs> But that's a, I mean, that's a good, a good point. Like you, that is somebody that if it were the type of race that uh, Doug were expecting, you might think Dan would be there to win. Uh, Even and he couldn't. he's not holding the group. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you just look at, okay, it's 26 K and like, you know, what, whatever it was three or 400 meters of climbing. It's not, well, it's not terrible. But it was it was pretty hard. Uh, what uh, like... we got to talk about bike choice too. Arrow, I was on a Tron. Uh, I I could see Arrow being a good option because nothing super steep. Like... Uh, I went full Arrow because uh, I don't have a Tron, but yeah, I went Venge and Disc. Do you go DT Swiss disc, Chris? I do, yeah. Because I just, when I finally got the disco wheel, I just really like it. And I don't feel like I'm losing that much, but am I being stupid? No. 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 <clears throat> There's not that much difference. Fashion before function. 
and then I ride a Cervelo because like I think Cervelos are cool. The Cervelo S5, the Felt AR, the Speshvenge, the not that different. Uranium titanium are all within like something like a half second over a 40k flat TT. Like it's yeah, that's what I thought. Do what makes you happy. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you're riding a Buffalo bike, you might have a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) That was a was a brutal race for for me. I lost it. I didn't even lost it uh, out of the pens. I thought I'm gonna catch up, but I was sped out. Found a found a my race. Found a first was in a little group of about six guys that got splintered up on the climb up little riser up to the Anzen village. Found an ATP guy. Rode with him basically all all the race, and uh, we took turns and. Uh, I had to let him go three kilometers from the finish and then just rode in solo. But yeah, as expected, somewhere between 50 and 55 minutes for me. But yeah. Where did you come in at, Steph? I think uh, 38 out of 41. I think I had uh, three riders. It was a little group of three. What? What was your time? Uh... I don't know exactly what my time was. It was somewhere between the look. Zwift Power has you at 52.32. Uh, it's a lot faster than you thought you were going to go. It was fast. It was a fast race. I didn't see anyone on a gravel bike. Did anyone try to ride a gravel bike? That would be I, I, I a wild so choice. Wild yeah. <laughs> the only way you could make it ever work is if, if you had like a group of you six or eight of you and you absolutely attacked like maniacs on the downhill and then could create separation from you to the front group and then could hold that so you got back to the climb and then went like absolute maniacs up the climb like what well, do, do you it. even do you even do it there it's two laps right yeah so yeah. do you yeah. do you do it there or you do it on the first climb i think you got to do both i think if you waited you wouldn't get to this i don't think you'd get to the climb with the front group Ah, the draft is so huge, though. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, that I just don't do it. <laughs> no. Maybe if it's you terrible. were like, if you were fast enough to like win the race in any event, you'd be strong enough. But like yeah. for me, there's no way on a gravel bike I'd be able to hold the A's all the well, way and climb. The downhill finish, it's it's, it's strong or it's strong or faster. It's I don't yeah. think anything lighter. And there, there's any, especially with the uh evening up of uh rolling resistance on gravel yeah yeah so i've done over 200 races on zwift this is the very first time my foot came out of the pedal on this on the sprint (laughs) i was mad (laughs) because the guy that drafted even more than me in that little group of three he ended up winning the sprint (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> never fails but, uh, yeah I mean I, I played dirty wheel sucker for most of the race after uh, after being just absolutely shattered on the first lap there was one other guy with me and it was like well you're working so I'm going to let you yeah. green, green lightning bolts mean that like the full fit files haven't loaded yet right correct yeah. 
Okay, yeah. I was just looking at the like 15 second times and I was like, those are awful low. Yeah, wow, wow, nobody sprinted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Any Did other Swift tips? Please thoughts? fix that and just use the full fit files immediately. Like, what's the problem? What are you guys even talking about? Uh, on Swift Power. Lightning bolts? On Swift Power, Swift when power. you look at the uh, okay. average power, there's a little green lightning bolt next to the. Uh, Thing and that oh. that means the source is live data. It'll turn blue at some point, uh, and that's when they have processed the fit file. Yeah, and that oh. live data is like thirty seconds smoothed or something like that. Like it's it's like the same thing you see when you're looking at like lives with power. So it doesn't like yeah. actually accurately represent the power outputs at all the thresholds. The longer ones is usually pretty close, but the short ones are garbage. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. So, Honestly, yeah. it's embarrassing. Like that, Zwift can't just do the. Why? Why is there a little lag? It makes no sense. Well, so it's a separate database, right? So this they took over management of the database. They haven't changed the whole concept of what the Zwift Power guys built as a separate racing add-on. At the end of the day, everything that has to do with Zwift and racing is a hack. Yeah. And yeah. some other like, thing, right? Zwift Racing, WTRL, TTT, everything is a hack, right? Like Zwift is just not a racing platform. It is a riding platform that some people wanted to race on that has been bodged together in various different ways. Though and they, until, and uh, until they like commit to, you know, we're bringing all the racing in house and we want to make this good and provide all the tools, it won't, yeah. it won't be. Maybe someday the oh points race scoring in game why please <laughs> please so someday the uh, Emirate will give enough money to Whoop to make it better and we'll all start riding that or something yeah <laughs> but uh, or whoosh yeah whoosh sorry all right yeah. any other tips thoughts anything on race one HWR this week before we head off to the rest of our Zwift racing schedule. Uh, as so as Chris would say, <laughs> as, yeah. As Chris would say, have fun, don't die. Is yeah. is hold on as long as you can really the best advice? I no. I I think it really is. I so I would have I would have had a much harder race if I had. So when the split started happening, I could have I could have made it to the group. I did much better by letting the group go and like when other people around my level were letting the group go, like I, I would have never been able to hold on for another 50, like another, let's call it two minutes, uh, entirely blow up and then stick with the groups that were coming up behind me. So I think it's, it's one of those, like if you're at or near your limit and things are already starting to split, don't kill yourself to get into that next group because the splits are already happening. But I, I mean, Craig, do you have a so counterpoint? The <laughs> this, the group speeds of the faster guys—they're just so fast. You can build up a pretty big cushion. Yeah. To I then, think, I think to Sean's point, it's that it's so early, though, right? Like yeah. he was like going to get dropped in the first. Like I agree, you can make it like a full lap. You'll yeah. 
distance enough to catch up. I think Sean's point is he would have got dropped so early that when they when he was struggling up the dirt climb, the next group would have come through him. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta kind of evaluate where you are. I think. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, my civilized brain totally understands, but my race brain doesn't understand at all. But, but you're a B like I mean, if you're a if you're a mid to B maybe even any B I think it's got to be go with because you're going to be strong enough to hang long enough that to make the gap that the people behind you won't come through you when you're into like the C's and D's you have to make that call a little differently right because you're going to have to go you know you're going to be doing your sort of one minute power for two minutes to hold the group and that's going to torch you for the whole race so it's a little different calculus the further away from the front you get i was pretty wrecked when i was shelled oh if we get into it later i'll tell you about my zrl race this week (laughs) all ugly all right (laughs) let's move on herd beginner racing this is uh innsbruck ring i think they do two laps uh i think so Give me a second. 17.8. It's got to be two laps. Two laps for CD. Yeah, so two laps for CD, and it'll probably be one lap for for the bottom end. Yeah. It's my favorite course in all of Zwift. Oh, yeah? Just a leg snapper or two? It's not my favorite course, but I get what you're saying. It is... It's a good race course. Well, you go all in on the bump... And then you have you have a little bit of recovery, so but not much. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so yeah for those. So again, if you're you're new to Zift racing, maybe you're listening to Pinktron for the first time. Herd beginner racing is a D cat and lower only with subgroups within that category. So the topper and the top two parts of the those ones will be doing two lap. What's called the Innsbruck ring, and the bottom third will be doing just a single lap. And um, it is a scratch race to the finish. And if you've never raced Innsbruck Ring, there's a section of the course that starts about five kilometers from the finish line. It is colloquially known as Leg Snapper. I think actually, maybe it's not even colloquially anymore. Is that the official name in the KOM? Is the, yeah, it's is the, the KOM, Leg Snapper yeah. KOM? There you it's go. always yeah. been the Leg Snapper, but it hasn't been, actually been a KOM for all that long. Yeah. So yeah, you'll hit the leg snapper KOM, which is, is, is uh, I want to say 400 meters at 8.8%. Takes B's about a minute, a little less than a minute, like 50 seconds. C's and D's are definitely closer to a minute, a minute five to get up it. And and the nature of bike racing is that the group will go as hard as they can to try and shake you because the pack slows down, the draft breaks because the pace is going so slow. And you need to stick it there and then get around to the next one. And if you're doing that two lap one, you're going to have to do it twice. Sean, that uh, one, you, you have to go all out. Like there's no holding back and being strategic there. No, you, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know how the, the D's race it in. So I don't know what the, the dynamics are in, uh, in HBR, but and sorry, my dog is just trying to jump into my lap. Uh, but yeah, in in most races, that is just like all of the 
that is the point in the race where all of the splits happen and you just need to make sure that you are with whatever group you can get into. Yeah. I've so actually, I'll... I've actually got like, that is one of the courses that, so somebody who is punchy, but doesn't have great long power like me, like Craig, uh, I have, I have ended up in groups that are way over my level uh, because I was able to really punch hard in, in HWR. Um, like, you know, up with some top Bs when I'm, you know, I, I think I was probably low B or, or high C power or power at that point. Um, but yeah. I mean, 20 minute power isn't a big thing on Innsbruck ring. Nope. Um, it's one minute power and then your ability to recover. But it really, for me, in category racing, and HWR is a different thing, um, I definitely would usually, I would never attempt to set the pace here. I wouldn't try and lead the breakaway. I, I'd be, you know, fourth, fifth wheel kind of thing, trying to be with the lead group over the top, but I'm not trying to make it harder. But you do need to be able to be in a good enough position that you're not caught behind splits. So yep. that's that it's, it's, yeah, it's a difficult balance. Uh, you don't want to like let too many people out in front of you uh, going up it, but yeah. Yeah. So my beginner advice on this one is don't let up right at the crust because what yep. happens is the people at the front go really hard for another, I don't know, 10 seconds mm -hmm. and go over the top. And if you let up going over the top, they will drop you right then. So you just have to go harder then. Can confirm. Hold on for another 10 seconds. It's all you need. And then it's okay. Which is hard to do as your the the resistance comes off your trainer. Yeah. Like you, you have to spin right up. Yeah. Gotta shift. Yep. Yeah. Have you done an HBR on this one, Steph? Or? Uh, trying to, to remember. I've done races on it, but don't think I've done an HBR on the, on the course. Yeah. Any any tips as racing as a like you've raced it as a D? What's any tips for racing that one as a D? Leg snap or anything? I think the last time I raced it was was with a probably. Uh, ladder race but uh mm. i would say black snapper that black snapper and then the colloquial toe snapper after that should be the, the breaking points but natural breaking points so it's hard to say yeah always watch for the toe snapper which is like <laughs> what i don't know four or five hundred meters after you get to the top you go downhill and there's that little lump and and it I don't know I find I catch on there more times than not I find that the front guys don't quite pump it through there so you can catch on and that probably means that you are heavy enough to make up some time on the descent. Yeah, well, usually I've I've gotten dropped from not doing what Doug just said, which is I've like <laughs> sucking wind across the top of the leg snapper, get gapped by two three seconds, and then have recovered enough by telling it to the toe snapper to give a little pump and get back on good that brings us to climbers gambit chris 
Yes. We're doing Climbers Gambit this weekend. We are, this is weekend five of five. So the final stage of our New Year's Revolution series. Climbers Gambit, uh, as a reminder, is our hill climb series. So the only thing that matters is your time on the climb or climbs. This weekend, we are doing 22K of the High Line in New York City, which takes us up the NYC forward climb twice. So we will hit that at about 8.5K and then again at about 19. Uh, this is one of the, the filthier climbs. Uh, this is the clock wise version so the first time you see the red line is the actual valid start line for this climb um and you, so you stay, stay left. To the left yeah you stay left um and it's got just a couple of like really filthy segments in here i think yeah. there's like a 16 18 at some point uh percent but at least this one it, doesn't end on that flat that you have to sprint across isn't there like a little bit of flat at the top a little it bit, but there's matter. only a few. It's yeah. not as much. There's only a couple meters. It's like it's something like a hundred meters on the other side. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So you haven't had a problem where people have just like done the first one and then stopped for an hour, gone and got a sandwich, stretch out, and then get back on and do the second one. You're only cheating yourself, Doug, if you do that. It's not cheating. Unless there's a rule. I always thought you the should set it so you have you have to do that in-between part within a certain time. And then yeah, getting back to the, the limitations of Zwift power um, wow. to manage and measure racing events on Zwift, I, I don't have that ability. Um but, but the rule is, yeah, the rule is do what a reasonable person would do. Um, finish it in one go. Brent's, Brent's the lawyer, right? Um, so I once had a game from, with my kids. It was called Throw Through Burrito. Very fun game. And it had a final rule in the rule book that said, if it feels like cheating, it is. <laughs> so that's these sorts of things. That's kind of my guideline. <laughs> Yeah. Give it your best shots. I, I don't want anybody getting uh, massages between climbs here. Um, you anti-massage? Uh, I mean, that's a story. That's a story for another podcast. Um, Sounds <laughs> 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 uh, pretty nice. Sure. Now that you bring it up. Short story long, we're going up NYC twice. Uh, it's a filthy climb. It's 1.4K. I'm going off memory here at about between 6 and 7%. But it there are some really nasty gradients hidden behind that average. Yep. Um, so come yep. ready to climb. Spin your legs out in between. Nobody take a break. Too much, though. Yeah. You can eat a sandwich, but eat it on the bike. Um, otherwise, Doug will come after you. Too much weight. Yeah. And then we will have a new series starting next weekend. TBD. I'm really disappointed I didn't get to finish this series, but... I think we're all disappointed in you, Craig. Yeah. This is the one that's like 
three to four, three to four minutes for like the A's and B's. Am I getting the right one? That's the forward one. Yeah. So sounds about right. Yeah. That's where I turned to Sean, but he's wrestling his dog right now. The A's, the A's uh, so he's otherwise like engaged. <laughs> three minutes. The B's are Sean's dog is the best. <laughs> closer to four. Under, under four, but close to four. Although that's in a race, so you know, take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> Craig did it. Well, everything first. in life is a race, Brent. What did I do? You you you're, you did a three fifty one on this, but in what was called at the time herd beginner racing. Yes. <laughs> I notice I'm right next to. I yeah, I did that. Uh, I probably did that with Victor. I'm just noticing if I filter on herd. He and I did exactly the same time in the same race. Yep. Yep. Um, probably C's are looking like four thirty for Steve. So yeah. I think I mine mine's up four twenty six. So yeah, somewhere in the four and a half minute range. Four and a half to five is probably reasonable given that. Well, I mean, I don't think that there's a huge draft benefit. So what you can do in a race is probably pretty similar to what you can do in climbers gambit. Uh, the only difference is you need to be able to do it twice. Yeah. I I'd say the biggest difference is being towed in actually. Like it's yeah. the, the pack but, speed on the, on the entry start of the KOM yeah. because you're going pretty quick at that point or you can be. Yeah. Yeah. And then for D's, you're probably, you might end up as high as six minutes. Looks like. I see like Durrell in a race did a six. Yeah. As a best. So he's a pretty good D. So that's, yeah. Yep. That's what I was just thinking. So, so set your expectations and your targets powers accordingly. That brings us to ooh, the herd of mountain goats and the oh, could be worse. Um, <laughs> you're on <laughs> La Ren. Loren is well it's got the long start right so it does so it, you kind of do like around the balloon fields and all that jazz but don't like don't chase if the dummies are going hard let them go because you're gonna do i don't know uh 50 like 50 60 minutes climbing yeah i was gonna say it's like 11 kilometers of climbing you're gonna go up the petite kom and then up on two to get to the chalet. Yeah. Which I don't even know. It doesn't even say on here. There's not even a segment for it. <laughs> nope. This is one of those ones where you get a participation trophy. If you show up, you get a, 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 <laughs> a trophy next to your name on Zwift Power. <laughs> it's, uh, well, I don't know. How many times if you want to hear us talk about all the evils <laughs> hey you yeah guys... doug doug we haven't heard you complain about fun too yet <laughs> i think i might i might be the only person on swift <clears throat> i like von too i think it's actually it's one of my favorite climbs what's it's wrong really with you pretty it's steady you're not constantly having to change gears on like little switchbacks you get to the top and it looks really different from any place else on swift Bantu's great. That's, That's my mountain. No one designed on a video game for the purpose of entertaining you would ever design anything that looked like Bantu. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. 
<laughs> I know so many people that are like switching over to Ruby because it's more real. They need to ride Von Two more. That's what they need. There's a lot of demand. We need more Von Two. I think people just get like obsessed with how many kilometers they're doing. And it's like, well, I spent two hours and I only did 11K. Yeah. Right. right. Not enough XP. Need more XP. Yeah. Well, it's not even XP. They want their um, their distance for their training log. That's why this whole, like, you can do the climb portals at 50% is so weird. Yeah. I. It's really weird. It's okay. I, I there's definitely I definitely see it for people who the climb is really hard. They might not they might not otherwise finish it. Sure, do it at fifty percent, but I, I don't see I don't see it otherwise. No. Yeah, yeah. I kind of get it as like a all right. Someday I want to be able to do this climb, so I'll start it at fifty yeah. percent, and then I'll like up it as I keep my trainings as a marker or something like that like but like you know yeah i I, definitely yeah let me tell you the number of times i've set the climb portal to 50 percent. like never i've never done it so um you know it is what it is yeah um you know but it's you know if if it's someone else is getting into Zwift because they like doing the climb portal 50% and it's keeping them active and fit and on their bike, then more power to you. I certainly don't have an issue with it. Yeah, exactly. All right. So yeah, um, have good fun this weekend. Everybody who's doing Laren, there is no 50% option, especially in a race, by the way, there is not <laughs> basically never. Cause it's not a climb portal. All right. That brings us to the stampede this week is the full lap of RGV. So this is the longest one of the whole series. Um, For those of you who are following out ZRL, you'll know this is also the TTT route this week, which is a specific request from Kev Fowler to do a a preview every week of the first half of the stampede. So that's what we're getting. Um, It's like about 25 kilometers i think rgv starts the flat way right and then yes. it finishes in the balloon fields yeah which yep. is interesting because yeah you it's what power do you set all the way across the flat how hard do you take the aqueduct and then by the time you're into the roll the bigger rollers it's whatever you've got left you're given but yeah how many I k think- is this thing 25 almost on the button there's a little tiny lead in at the start so yeah um i guess it's a kilometer it says i don't know i thought it was closer than that but 25 that's just gonna destroy it right yes yeah okay (laughs) he is a man on a mission right now i tell you like every two months his fdp goes up by 10 watts yeah roughly yeah that whatever he's doing, he should keep doing it because that's Jeez. that's the dream. Do you know what he's not doing? Getting hurt jumping at the indoor skate park. Mm, that's right. <laughs> Fair assessment. Yeah, I don't. Right even, outside, like, even the aqueduct, like I don't know how much. Like it's halfway through the race, almost exactly right. It's basically yep. right at the thirteen mark. 
you got to squeeze a little bit, but I wouldn't go more than like, this is probably going to be, you're probably going to be almost right at threshold, right? It's 25K. You're probably going to do 40 minutes, give or take. Yeah. So, you know, maybe you're 105% of threshold. I wouldn't go over. You definitely don't want to redline it. You just. I mean, I'd go. And, yeah. I'd go more threshold plus 50 if that, but I'm an idiot. Yeah. I, but you're, I, I, I totally follow Craig's strategy on all time trials, which is I don't care how long it is. I'm going to try to go 120% of my threshold the whole way. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a deep misunderstanding of what threshold is. Yeah. Uh, what's the route that goes this direction, then, but goes up the K the petty KOM? Anyway, like I, I did pats or something. Yeah, yeah cassette, I think it's cassette tapes. Yeah, yeah, that. So uh, I did uh, I did that in Stampede. So I went at threshold, then went higher up the. Uh, the aqueduct, then back down to threshold, and then tried to go above threshold up the climb, and it did not work well. No, did you have to go back down to finish the marina? I think that's what you do in cast pass, right? Um, no, I think this was a custom finish at the top. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's tough. I think we but call I, that robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah, there's a point where it, there's just nothing left. Doesn't add up. I feel like I've hit that place in every race I've done in a month, but <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So good job, Stampede. We're into week two, so lots of people out. Good to see y'all. Um, this is going to be the toughest race of the series, I think. Chasing the sun for sixteen will be a bit, or sorry, out and back in at eighteen will be a bit tough, but yeah, this is definitely the longest one. All right. And that will bring us to the bullseye. The bullseye. Which will be Glasgow Crit. It is Glasgow Crit. Yay! You're a big fan, Steph? <laughs> not not too bad. <laughs> we, 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 got, we got challenged so many times in ladder races by it's the way of now strategy if any of our, our uh, challengers choose that we, we all decide to become sick that day <laughs> we got, yeah we got some uh, ladder races like some dumb like eight nine seven eight laps on that or ladder race so well this one's six for 13 sprints because we're still in the bullseye every yeah. fal at every sprint line counts mode which that's gonna be that's gonna be hard it's basically 1500 meters 1600 meters between each sprint and i mean that's so hard i haven't done the bullseye in a long time but for a while i was doing it really regularly but then i think it was Stuart Lynn was doing them and his his strategy was to just break away at the beginning and then we would all just try to chase him and we could never catch him and it became more of a time trial than a than a sprint exercise sound plan 
if you can do it. Well, I mean, that is part <laughs> of that. It is a technically a, a viable bullseye strategy. I'm just surprised that after the first time you tried it, you didn't just sit on his wheel past the first sprint and then like let him die. Tried. Because <laughs> that's the, that's there the were, It was always a course where there was a little bit of a climb mm. and that's when he would just like put the hammer down. And then you'd always figure, well, I mean, he's solo. There's like five of us also in the race. We'll be able to work together and catch him. Oh no! But that's the problem in bullseye is because of the the points of the banner. Nobody works together because you're right. you're all trying to like jockey to yeah. like get the sprint. And then you sprint, but then you never like TTT it up to the lead guy. So once he goes, yeah. it, 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 I have Tough seen it a him. couple times that they get away. Yeah, somebody somebody has to decide they're going to chase. And uh, hopefully two or three guys to decide they're going to chase. Right. I've definitely done a bullseye where one guy tried to banner attack every lap. I chased it every lap. And then eventually I said, I'm going to make these guys. And they just didn't chase. And off he, he went away. for the rest of the race. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, the, that's the fallacy of if, if, uh, Nobody wants to chase because if you want to chase, you will probably lose points. So, so nobody wants to do it. <laughs> and, uh, well, the, the strategy in Bullseye is really interesting. It is yeah. a it's a fun race. Yep. Well, the thing about Glasgow Crit too is is the one sprint is like a pretty steep, not long, but a pretty steep hill. So yeah, you know, if there's one you're going to want to finish out the back on, it won't be that one because getting back on the group if you're off the back there is going to be real hard because you got to, I mean, there is those two big downhills, but it's that whole rollery section. Like if there's any place you want to be off, it's going to be the first, the champion sprint section. Yeah. it It's not the Clyde kicker. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, especially the, the Clyde kicker then goes right downhill. So if you're, if there's any gap at all, you're that's opening up on the downhill. You're not catching back yeah. up. And then you have that small, smaller kicker right after that downhill. So if you're a distance and they put the pressure, keep the pressure up, you get even more, more distance. Yeah. Yeah. And then it can go wrong quickly on that course. Yeah. No let up. There's no yeah. recovery. Yeah. It can and always does go wrong on that course. <laughs> Accurate. And that. This is the week in herd racing. Next week's HWR is the High Line, New York, and then HBR will be Deuce France, which is the exact opposite of RGV, <laughs> exact opposite direction. So it's if you want to, so if you want to recon for HWR, do a climbers gambit because that's on the same course, I think. Exactly. Oh my God! Who did this? <laughs> oh. Sorry, I just looked at the high line. I just looked at the high line. Murder. So it, it's, oh, the high line's murder. Yeah, it's the New York KOM twice. Yeah. That's why Chris picked the Proclaimers Gambit. <laughs> I guess. Cool. Yes. Well, we will. You thought two villages loop was week. tough. Yeah. Our. Big villages <laughs> our yeah that's right it's gonna be different though our around the horn topic <laughs> for this week 
uh, will not be Sean's leaf blower for a neighbor. Uh, is is a conversation with Doug McKee, who who is a regular listener of Pictron. I probably yes. that maybe somehow, but uh, you know we we do always like to bring in herd members. Although Doug, I'm going to give you some crap because I was checking their results and it does not say herd next to your name is with power. <laughs> Doesn't I? I switched it to her. I mean, I. Uh, oh, you're right. I have to update that. But that's okay. We 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 love we take all the types here. But in any no, of that, no. But it, I mean, I haven't. I haven't raced. I raced with with um with Velo Optimum on ZRL about two years ago, <laughs> and I just haven't changed it since. <laughs> Those guys are super nice. Um, I joined that team uh, when I had raced with some guys and they said, hey, can, can you sub in for us? And I ended up doing a whole season. Uh, they're French Canadian and all the chat is in French, which was really fun. My French is not very good. Well, okay, fair. <laughs> it was It was okay on like a text chat. But in the TTTs, it was a disaster. <laughs> I had I'm no really idea. curious. Like, what, what, what is like a TTT? What kind of French kind of language you pick up? Like, some well, I mean, stuff. it wasn't my high school French, I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not if it's French Canadian. Right. Uh, yeah. It was actually, I, I think I know some of those guys. Yeah. A lot of those guys actually, um, I mean, Cam races on for her. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, those guys are great. It was really fun. Cool, cool. So, uh, so we're doing like the conversation. So, so tell us, uh, like, are you a what's your background pre Swift? Are you a cycling guy, a bike guy before you did all that? So, I did a bunch of bike racing when I was, um, in my 20s. So, I started mountain bike racing and then I did some road racing. Uh, and it was fun. I had a good time. And, uh, and then I ended up doing some, I kind of switched to triathlon and I did that for a few years. And that was probably till I was like 35. And then I had kids and I just stopped and there was barely even getting on a bike, let alone bike racing, uh, for like 15 years until about three years ago. And then I, um, it was I think it was October of 2020 and I was, I said, you know, it's winter. I've kind of missed riding my bike. I think I'm going to get one of these smart trainer things and get on Zwift. And as soon as like that first ride, I was all in. That's how I ended up. Common story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you you held out off. longer. You held out longer than a lot, than a lot of people, uh, you know, a few months of being stuck inside and you were like, damn it, I need, well, I need I mean, a trainer. The summer was nice. Like yeah. it was, we could do stuff outdoors. The outdoors was fine. But then October comes around and Ithaca's cold. Ithaca's cold. Yeah, I started, uh, well, like I, I, I actually have two Zwift accounts. It's always hilarious to me when I get that one email to my other Zwift account. It's like, come back to Zwift, see what you're missing. <laughs> 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 but uh I did have one like because way back, but then in May of 2020, when like I 
you know, it was all pandemic and jazz. And I was like, well, I'll start another, I'll start another trial account with a different email. And, uh, I, ever since paid oh, up man. after a week and away we went. So yeah. Craig has like 10 accounts. I do actually. <laughs> uh, it's wow. A couple of, a couple of them identify as female. It's entirely I mean, like, to each their own, but well, th that was for the uh, when we were doing the uh, the ladies race on Tuesday. Uh, I I needed a couple accounts to go in and watch that when I was doing broadcasts for that. Yeah, good. So you get you just you wanted get... to win. <laughs> I've I've no I've never so uh, all of these other accounts I've ne have never ridden. They, I've heard uh, of weight doping. Or like yeah. faking your trainer, but I never thought I never <laughs> ever occurred to me to like fake gender. No, so well, no, so they, these are all just used to uh, to watch races. Yeah, Not, okay. uh, but uh, yeah, the, the the worst weight doping was actually I was use, using one of my kids' accounts as a as a second view in uh, in a race broadcast, and it accidentally connect. So it connected to my trainer, and I didn't realize. And my kid's account went out at seven watts a kilogram for the entire race because at oh, the time he weighed oh, about 30 kilograms. <laughs> and you're in the race in your own thing and your kid's like smoking you off the front? Yeah, yeah. Well, I had no idea. No, he, he was gone before I, like, I had no idea that his account was moving, right? It was supposed to be staying in the den. And yeah. Who's this Martin jerk? He must be faking it. Must be faking it. <laughs> <laughs> so then how did you how did you find the herd what brought you to the herd did you get herd group riding first in the main herd or were you straight into a herd racing sort of scene well so so i'm one of these people that whenever i make any decision i like total over total, i overanalyze it and so i was racing a fair amount like probably three times a week with no team name next to my name and i would get these like texts afterward these messages like hey great race are, are you looking for a team and like all these different teams were like hey are you interested and i was like I, I can't just join the first team that asks me what if i miss out what if i'm on a better team and so i'm like well these guys are very serious about racing these guys seem really nice these guys are really huge and um at the end of the day, I just wanted to be with the nice guys. And so that's how I ended up with the herd. <laughs> nice. And, like, goofy. and, there were, and people yeah. were serious about racing too. Like, yeah. it's not like there, there are some really fast people on the herd. It's great. Yeah. So, so, so if you, so I think, I think October 2020, would we have started ZRL that early? Not till 2021. No, we we start that fall. We started ZRL. Yeah. Okay. So is that how you jumped in? Did you get right into ZRL? You've done every ZRL since. I've done one season of ZRL, and that's it. Oh, really? Tuesday nights are hard. Oh, I mean, yeah. my kids yeah, are yeah, still yeah. small, and I I'm still driving them around all the, all over the place. Yeah. So I tend to just kind of race at times that work, and I plan very very little in advance. Yeah, but I've ended up racing against Doug a lot. It's true that Craig and I have we we had that one season where we were doing um, bullseye. Yep, a lot. 
And then, of course, there was the infamous very first herd championships. Yeah, first or second, whichever one it was. Yeah, that the angry James in Yorkshire one. Yes, that's the one. So Doug and I were the last round. So we we were doing the the final uh, bullseye, and uh, I, I think because we were almost tied in points. Going it was so that. close. Yeah, it was so close. It was really fun. Yeah. That, yeah, but so, talk about so no wonder you like Vaughn two. I was gonna say that was the Vaughn two one. That's the one that, that was, was the Vaughn two one. I that Europe was the one where James tried. just killed Vaughn two. He went, that, that was everything he had it. Beautiful it was line. incredible. Yeah. And then he was wrecked for the rest of the <laughs> for <Yeah>. months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for months. Yeah, that, it almost killed him. But boy, what a great time you did. Yep. Yeah, yeah that was incredible. Um, that was the, 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 it was just over like three or four days. You had to do all the herd organized races. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that one was right. Uh, Friday to Wednesday, everything. Yeah. Like Labor Day weekend or something. I can't remember when we did it. It was, it was the fall. It was early yeah. fall. Yeah. I think it's usually like October, but yeah. Cause it's like the very end of herd winter racing. It was so it was like the last or HSRL, or yeah, summer racing, or yeah, sorry, yeah, it's like the very last HSRL, yeah, and yeah, that was the Mountain Goats was Vaughn two, or maybe that was the HSRL even. Anyway, it was then, pre Climbers Gambit. There was no Climbers. Yeah, there Gambit. was no Climbers Gambit. It was Stampede yeah. and then Bullseye on the Wednesday was so. Uh, the HSRL was actually Chain Chomper that year. It I was. That. I remember yeah. that was terrific. Uh huh. Uh. Yeah, so that was like the massive debate about bike change, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Very much. I think I took gravel from the start and got dropped. <laughs> I swapped and got dropped. <laughs> I think I did what Brent did. I think I got gravel from the start and it was not a good idea. Yeah. Oh, too clever by half. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. then, do you, if, now I'm trying to, I think you've raced Omnium. I always race Omnium at weird times because of the, scheduling issue yeah 4 a.m yeah you race that one i don't race at 4 a.m no but have you done the omnium <laughs> there there is like an, an american no, omnium no i haven't okay um, i haven't done it it's that's fun. a yeah that one's that one's fun so uh i mean we've all we we like doing our our really dumb uh dumb challenges for each other uh have you, what's your what's your Zwift, Zwift or not, like dumbest cycling challenge that you've given yourself. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a good one for that. I mean, over every kind of winter break, I try to. That's when I try to get in a long ride. So, like, a, last winter it was doing the um, the Uber pretzel, and did that with a friend of mine who I've never met in Australia. And then we, we kind of were on discord the whole time. That was pretty fun. Awesome. Um, dumbest thing I've done is with, I mean, it was probably that her championship. That was probably the, the dumbest thing. That was pretty dumb. Did you do Bologna? I can't remember the Bologna six laps or whatever. hundred K. No, no. You're <laughs> at the top every lap. Yeah, did I, I? I think I did it by myself. Basically, is my recollection because you guys all had to do it one time. I couldn't make it. 
and then I'm sure it was in a race with some other people. It was like a six person thing. I'm sure people look at the race and go, 100 kilometers in Bologna. And I think there's I mean, even it's... like 12 of us to start and only eight, six of us finished. The dumb stuff, it just takes family negotiations. Yeah. Time. And that's True. tough. Yeah, my so kids are I can older, like so. two, three hours. I can be pretty dumb in two or three hours, but like 12 hours that's tougher you can't you can't take a weekend and do all the like every hwr right right well and do you find like increasingly i don't know if this is me getting older like i know it's only been three and a half years but i'm increasingly noticing that like if i do a hard race my ability to like focus do anything else is like for some period of time afterward definitely reduced like until the next day yeah well yeah until i get a sleep in basically <laughs> right right no i i totally agree um if i'll do a hard race on like a saturday you'd think like oh hard race saturday morning and then you have the whole rest of the day don't try to do anything hard with the rest of the day yeah yeah exactly hobble around <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah so, so we kind of like you said you did triathlons what kind of triathlon were you into like, do you full Ironman, no, Olympic stuff? No, so most people I think that do triathlon are all about, like, going longer and longer, and they're always trying to increase their distance. And that never really appealed to me. I just wanted to go faster. I'm so um, with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so, like, Olympic distance was kind of as long as I could go. Um, but the but what happened was, like, I am not a natural runner at all. I mean, I think my Zwift weight is, like, between 81 and 82 kilograms. Um, but I did swim in high school and for one year in college. And so I figured if I have a swim and I have a bike, all I need is a run. Everybody so can run. Like, it's just walking fast. Well, I mean, for me, that kind of it's about right, actually. <laughs> so I would go out on the swim and do pretty well. And then I would like pass people on the bike. And then it was just a disaster on the run. <laughs> I mean, I'd finish. It was fun. Um, but then about two years ago, my orthopedist said, you can't run anymore. Mm. So yeah, that is, that let's is hear it for that. cycling. The low impact of cycling is a big game exactly. changer on all that stuff. Yeah. What, and do, do you, so do you have plans now to do like any like big outdoor stuff? I know you got kids, so it's a bit tricky, but do you ever? So actually, last um last spring i did my first outdoor race in like 20 years wow awesome yeah so like a road a road race it was a road race yeah yeah, cool. yeah. it was uh, uh it was like 40k and it was a little bit kind of hilly kind of rolly around like i mean around here the hills aren't no aren't any more than like probably eight minutes so it was kind of rolly um but it was super fun really enjoyed it so like i would say that i did less zwifting this past summer than i have since i started zwifting because i just replaced it with um outdoor riding and uh it was nice it was nice to get outside nice to get outside there's a good cycling community in this town um yeah so that's been good i got a new bike that was Nothing will make you want to ride like a new bike. Yeah. Yeah. 
And did you say you did a lot of mountain bike racing when you were young? I did. I did. Did you ever really wreck it? Oh, many times. I've got cars <laughs> to show yeah. for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was on like a first name basis with the people in the emergency room. <laughs> All right. We're, we're going to need the best story of those. No, we're gonna I'm going to be a little late story. for dinner. I got to swing by the emergency room and get, to some, get stitched up. <laughs> They'd be like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that happened yeah. more than once. It was not good. I think Craig would appreciate your best crash story. Oh, I'll tell you my best. I got a best crash story. I mean, I've got a lot of crash stories, but my best one was, um, so I, I did a ton of mountain biking in Santa Barbara uh, when I lived in Santa Barbara. And then I moved away. And then like three years later, I had a chance to go back. I was visiting some friends in Los Angeles and I just got ducked out for the day and drove up to Santa Barbara with my bike and then decided to like do this like big loop that I really loved by myself. No phone. As one does. Right. Did this huge loop. Had a great time. Everything was fine. And then I said, you know, there's still an hour of daylight left. I'm going to do one more little loop and it involved like climbing a fire road and then coming down some switchbacks. I was coming down the switchbacks and my front wheel hit a rock, stopped dead, catapulted me over the handlebars. I still thought I could save it. What am I thinking? My hand got stuck under the handlebar when my forearm hit a rock. Oh, you know, like when you put a stick like on a curb and then you kick it and break the stick, mm-hmm. that's exactly the sound that my arm made. Yeah. I got up and my arm was hanging straight down in the middle of the, the forearm. And you're halfway down to the descent. I'm halfway down the descent by myself, <laughs> by myself. I immediately nice. grabbed the forearm and straightened it out. And then I was like, okay, I just had this mantra. The mantra was, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die. <laughs> walk. I was about a mile and a half from a road. I walked. I made it to the road. I had to climb out of a gully, like hold my arm, climb out of the gully. I flagged down a car. The car had like these two women and these two guys that were there to, to go camping. And the guys were like, oh, man, this is totally going to mess up our whole trip. <laughs> <laughs> two women were like, oh, my God, we got to help this guy. This is really bad. Uh... So they drove me to the park ranger. Because it's still like an hour drive to a hospital. So they drove me to a park ranger. The park ranger says, oh, yeah, there's nothing we can do to help. I'm like, isn't this your whole job is to help people that get hurt in the park? Like, no, 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 no. We pick up the trash. That's what we do. We tell people not to light fire, so we're not supposed to light a fire. And the the one one of the women was like, all right, we're gonna get you to the hospital. And she drove me to the hospital. I get to the emergency room. The nurse sees me, her eyes get kind of big. She says, Hold on. She goes in the back. Within like 30 seconds, the doctor's out. 
the doctor looks at my arm and says, get this guy some morphine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, within like 15 minutes, I feel great. <laughs> they wrapped the thing up. They said, we can't do anything until the swelling goes down. And then we're going to have to put some plates in because both the bones were just completely broken. So I'm like, okay, now what? So my car is like deep in the woods. My bike is like deep in the woods. And like, nobody even knows I'm here. I like have friends in Santa Barbara, but I didn't tell anyone that I was coming in. I was supposed to be like an in and an out. So I call up my old boss and I say, hi, I'm at the emergency room. She says, yeah, of course you are. <laughs> I said, I need a place to stay for a couple of days. She says, yeah, we can do that. She came and picked me up. And then we just, we went out to my favorite Thai restaurant because the morphine was still in full, full swing. And then like three days later, the swelling had gone, went down. And the guy who fixed Andre Agassi's, I don't know, who scored around Andre Agassi? Hmm. He was a pretty good tennis player. A little and bit. The guy who yeah. fixed his wrist was the guy who fixed my arm. Yep. And um, cool. I mean, it was pretty easy. He's like, it's like carpentry. You just kind of go in and you put the plates in and screw them in. It's really easy. And so, yeah, um, it took me a while to get back on the mountain bike after that. Yep. I bet. I bet. So, the story did not disappoint. <laughs> no, that was a good one. That's I, I don't think we're going to top that. So That's my best one. I think we might just the have to. Uh... It hurt. It oh, was scary. It was scary. I was a little bit like, you left the bike? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next day, a friend of mine goes out and he's looking for the, um, a friend of mine went to get the bike. It snowed the night before. <laughs> no. There were no footprints. Like if I had gone over and it had been my leg and I couldn't get out nobody was going to be there so uh, that was warm. yeah i still have the bike though amazing in fact i, I rode that. that bike earlier today excellent so I, rode back, I ride it back and forth <laughs> my job amazing i love it Crazy. just like a little hardtail front sus kind of mountain bike deal no oh, no actually at the time i had um it was like peak income for me at the time i don't make as much money as i made then and uh it was like at the time it was like the absolute top of the line full suspension mountain bike like cross-country race bike you could buy oh it was a turner o2 and um yeah. nobody rides those now like no. it's it's so different from like a cross-country bike now i still love it though still love it good awesome I, I I don't see any way we can top that story in this episode. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think we might have to uh, color there. Swift's a lot safer. Zwift, yeah, Zwift's I've only fallen I off my bike twice with... on Swift. <laughs> oh, I just Wait, searched you... that bike. That is a funky rear suspension geometry. It's the best. It was like a really yeah. Good... But now they make cross country bikes that you are harder to crash. Yeah. I'm sure oh, well. that's true. Oh, well. 
Good. Well, I think we will say thank you to Steph Etienne. Thank you to Craig Martin. Thank you to Chris Greenland. Thank you to Sean Fogenberg. And a special extra thank you to Doug McKee for coming on and being our conversations and special guest. on this. Well, thank episode. you guys for having me. This has been a real treat. Come on back anytime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we were really just fishing for all those compliments. The the plan was to to name this episode Vanity Project. So I love it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. the the moral of The moral of today's story is uh, we will invite anyone who feels like they have a parasocial relationship with us on the show. (laughs) Not wrong. Not wrong. Um, We're a highly discriminating group. We love it. We love we love to hear if you if you have a positive association with the Pinktron, let us know. If you think you want to come on the Pinktron, let us know. We are we are a community service organization here. We are just we trans the best. <laughs> we trans the best. So we love it. So hope everybody has great races weekend. We hope we see y'all out. Jump in the Discord and have a chat. And moo and good night. Yeah. Good night. Night. Nice.